0: tandem nomad episode
1: 254 one of the things i learned about this journey is that there will be disappointments and there will always be disappointments but that these disappointments are an excellent learning opportunity if you treat them that way.
0: Hello, Nomad Nation. Welcome to Tandem Nomads, the podcast show and entrepreneurship platform where you can find great inspiration and tips to grow a successful, portable business and thrive in your global nomadic life, but also through any life transition. This is your host, Emel Deregui. I'm a business and marketing coach and the founder of Tandem Nomads. I'm really excited to talk to you about something that we don't often talk about when it's about growing a successful portable business. We often talk about those successes, but today I want to focus a little bit on those fears, but also rejections that can come along this journey. And those are can be really big stoppers along the way if you don't know how to deal with them so to talk about these rejections and how to deal also with the fear of rejection i'm really really happy to have on the show a very special guest to my heart annette van der Feltz. annette i'm so happy to have you here and are you ready for this ride? i am ready thank you my pleasure so nomad nation few words about annette annette uh, is the founder of dutch american connection she's an intercultural coach and facilitator she helps dutch companies and expatriates be successful in the united states she supports dutch entrepreneurs expanding their businesses in the us understand and leverage the difference between the american and the dutch ways of doing business annette lives in the united states in new jersey and she travels regularly to the netherlands where she actually comes from so this is a very short description of who is annette but there's so much more that i want you to learn about her she's been just amazing and i don't know started working together. I don't know when actually, but it's been just amazing to get to know you and see you grow. And, and I think you have so much to share with us here about what you've learned, and as well as the mindset you developed along the way to be where you are today. So and when we met, you were doing something
1: else, actually.
0: Right. So could you tell right. us what you were doing before you actually pivoted to this business?
1: Uh, Yeah, when we met, I was a relocation consultant. I helped uh, expatriates from all over the world who moved to the greater New York area. I helped them settle in. So get their driver's license, bank account, social security number, which is a tax ID. At the same time, I also coached expat spouses to help them thrive in the United States. But uh, my main business was the settling in, which was a great job while my kids were little. It's a lot of fun. You get to meet a lot of interesting people and it's wonderful to help them um, start their American adventure. I love it.
0: And then suddenly you said that you wanted to make your business. I feel like, tell me if I'm wrong, but like the kids started growing up and you were like, okay, this is yeah. my, my time. Is that what made you say, okay, now I'm ready to focus on the business?
1: Or was it something else? Absolutely. No, it was absolutely. Um, I still do a bit of the settling in and I still do expat spouse coaching because um, it's it's just You know, wonderful. Those are wonderful jobs. But as the kids got bigger, as they needed me less, I thought now is the time for me to do something I've always wanted to do and to and um, yet I needed the challenge and, and the timing was right. Okay, so what made you find the courage
0: to finally, because I remember you had this idea for a while, but then something happened that you were, okay, now I'm actually gonna invest in the help I need to get to where I wanna be. What was that thing that made it possible?
1: One of the things was uh, meeting you, um, and, and 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 no finding finding somebody to help me. And I think what happened is I had started and just nothing was happening. You know, um, I was trying different things and nothing was happening. And just one day I I realized that you know my speciality is Dutch American intercultural communication. My speciality is not marketing myself. One day, I just realized that it's okay to focus on my specialty and get help with everything around it. It was probably that, you know, I get help. I have somebody to help me do my taxes. Why not get somebody to help you do your marketing? Um, so it was just this realization that I cannot do everything on my own. Wow! And I think it was, you know, meeting you and, and listening to your podcasts um i had downloaded your workbook and just realizing that no i need help and and that is going to propel me i appreciate what you just
0: said and for me as a marketer it's interesting to listen cuz to your what I call customer journey, right? Like how you started with a podcast and got to know. This is interesting. However, I think that when I met you, there's one thing that I found really interesting. And you were you came to me, actually. And I want to thank you, Nomad Nation. One of the things that I love is when I have podcast listeners who come to me and say, Hey, Amel, can you do an episode about that? So Annette came to me and she said, Can you please do an episode about rejection? Because that's one of the biggest thing I've learned in my journey. I'm like, yeah but with you
1: <laughs> on yes. it
0: so yes. thank you for making that suggestion and for being yeah. willing to share your journey with with rejection along the way so before you share with us what you have learned from some of your rejections along the way yeah. one of the things i remember from the first session we had together was the fear of even calling yourself an intercultural specialist and even daring to shift from Coaching spouses that you were very comfortable with to becoming a coach with big companies. And I remember yeah. that that was a big deal. It was before even you get rejected, it was a yeah. fear of not even being taken seriously. Exactly. Do you remember that? Yeah. So, how did you manage to go from not thinking that companies would even listen to you to daring to even pivot your whole business toward that direction?
1: Yeah, that was quite the journey. And I, had to get the confidence and the courage to step out of my comfort zone and think of, you know, the worst thing that could happen was that people weren't interested and rejection. But once I slowly stepped out of my comfort zone, people reacted very positively. Mm-hmm. I started meeting people who, um, who were interested in what I was doing and, and who encouraged me. And I met people who were doing similar things, who were willing to yeah, bounce ideas, share ideas, suggestions. So I very, very slowly crawled out of my comfort zone. And I kind of felt once I had, you know, one foot out of my comfort zone. It wasn't so bad, and i I had the courage to take the second step. and once I was out, I met all these people and opportunities and and it just you know, looking back, it's like, well, why was I so afraid? right? But it oh was taking God. that first very scary step. The first one was scary, wasn't it? It was scary, but looking back, you know, hindsight is yeah. always twenty twenty, but looking back, it's like, oh. That wasn't so bad.
0: Right. You know, as you're talking, I'm having some flashbacks because I was trying to figure out what are the pragmatic things you've done. And I remember now that we had this conversation about as soon as we start this journey from a place of being interested instead of being interesting when we start reaching out, not to sell, but to listen, yes. things become much easier. And I remember you had to trust the process and that's where you were courageous, by trusting the process. I've invited you to run some interviews for free. You just yeah. reach out to people say, could you just take 30 minutes of your time to explain what are ch- challenges you're going through in your business? And remember you even followed up with some of these people afterwards.
1: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And my first thought was why would they spend 30 minutes of their precious time? And people were willing to talk to me and then they gave me so many ideas and so much inspiration. It was wonderful. Yeah, yeah,
0: here we go. So surveys, running surveys, I think is a good way to start for sure. Absolutely. Before making big decisions. And well, thank you for that. I, I just I'm so amazed when I look at how afraid you were to do that to where you are now. Yeah. So actually. Tell us about, before we go into those rejections and limiting beliefs, I still want people to understand how far you've been. So what has happened since you were doing relocation and coaching and then launched this business? Tell me what are the big achievements that you want to celebrate that you've achieved in the past year and a half, I think?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's It's been about a year. Um, a year. Oh, the big achievements. Gosh, uh, where to start? I mean, I, I have some paying clients. And it's a lot of fun. I'm having fun. Oh Um, my God. (laughs) Yeah, it's, you know, I'm having fun and people are paying me as well. Um, So I'm having fun. I'm meeting uh, lots of interesting people. And one very big accomplishment, personal accomplishment is um, I understand I have to go out there and, and, and educate people on the importance of intercultural communication. Not everybody is aware of it or they may be aware of it, but they're not aware of the big impact that intercultural communication has. So I have started a podcast um, and I managed for several months to come up with the most amazing excuses to put it off. Um, but finally, I recorded my first podcast. I edited it, and it was fun. Yay. Oh my and god! <laughs> I've been recording more podcasts, and it's actually fun, and it's wonderful that people want to talk to me and share their um, experiences with intercultural communication. So my first podcast is going to be released soon. And as I talk about it, people are saying like, oh, well, when is it? When is it? When is your launch date? Because I really want to hear it. So the the positive feedback has been great. But I think my that it's a personal success to once again, step out of my comfort zone and, and record this. The people who've listened to the first podcasts have been really appreciative of, oh, I didn't know this. This is great information.
0: I love it. I am so like amazed by seeing how much you've grown since like everything you've listed here. There's one thing that I want to share about things that i believe you can celebrate on top of the personal growth that you talked about for me is that you are already in a year already recognized as an expert in your field you are an expert to go to as you've been interviewed you've been speaking on yeah. platforms i don't know if you can talk about that experience as well you've been invited in organizing your own workshops and invited to speak yeah. as well this is pretty huge from Zero to actually becoming a speaker, an expert to go to on the topic of
1: Dutch-American cultural differences in business. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Once you start, it just snowballs. It becomes, uh, yeah, it, it just takes off. It's amazing how if you, you know, talk to one person, they say, oh, well, come speak. And, and that leads to more speaking engagements. And it's a subject that people, they realize there are intercultural differences, but they don't realize the impact. And it's great that I can make that difference, that people realize that, oh, that's why my American customers are reacting this way. Mm-hmm. Um, that you see all these light bulbs go off. Oh, that's why. Oh, this explains that situation it's it's great that to really have an impact this is amazing i'm so
0: excited for you and the podcast is just huge as well that you launch your podcast this is so big so you talked about something that just is ringing in my memory as well you talked about how you're making an impact to make people realize how intercultural differences actually impact businesses it's not like a futile thing and i can imagine that very few people take intercultural uh, differences are something important to, to put attention on and mm-hmm. I remember that was one of the objections that you had given me of why you should not go into this business because companies are not taking this seriously so I'm curious to know what has evolved since how come suddenly you went from oh businesses are not taking and it actually is the case I do think that yeah. a lot of businesses still need to be educated um, about the importance of that but what has shifted that suddenly you don't Take that as a objection to actually commit yourself to your business and make this a real business. Two things. Uh,
1: one thing is I've spoken to companies who are active in the U.S. and who said... Yes. In hindsight, cultural differences are big. They they did have a big impact. We did lose business. Uh, so just the confirmation that I, or the service I'm selling, there is a need for it. But the other thing is I realized that at first I was selling the services of intercultural communication, um, but companies don't realize that they need it. Um, you know, I'm focusing on Dutch companies moving to the US. And the majority of Dutch people have been to the United States on vacation, visiting family and friends, and they didn't have any problems with cultural differences. You know, comparing that to a trip to maybe an Asian country where the cultural differences were very apparent, a trip to the United States, no, no issues. It's not um, visible. <laughs> yeah, it's not visible. So I also realized instead of focusing on selling this service of intercultural differences, I needed to make companies aware that these intercultural differences are real and have an impact, maybe not on your family vacation to the United States, but they do have an impact on doing business. So I've shifted from selling intercultural services to educating companies that this is a real issue and the value of recognizing this and preparing for these differences. So it's also, yeah, a difference in the sales uh, sales tactics.
0: Oh my God, look at you. So good. (laughs) I love it. I just love how you became a pro at actually understanding the language to use to be able to be effective. So it's not only a shift of mindset, but then with knowing how to market your service properly and focus on the pain points instead of the product that you sell is what makes you more effective. So I think that's a great way. The way you're explaining it is so good. Uh, Thank you.
1: Yeah. And and that's exactly it. Like Making them aware of what they don't know and making them aware of you need to know this and putting it into numbers. Um, Mm. You know, this is giving them value. What, what do my services, how do they give you value? I love it. So, so good. So
0: you were talking about mentioning some of those stories of rejections. And so could you take us through one of the stories of rejections that you had, like you had so many great uh, successes and and milestones in your business, but one of the things you were saying was how the rejections were also a big part of the journey. So you want to share an example of
1: how that is. Yeah, absolutely. I was invited to speak at an event. And to me, this was going to be my big break. It was an event where the attendees were all in my target group. So this was it. So I was prepared. I spent so many hours preparing and I was ready. My presentation looked great. I remember it, it was in person. So I took the train into the city and you know, I felt good. I was was wearing new clothes and my hair was, it was it was going to be great. This was going to be my big break. And then when I got to the event, I entered and the organizers didn't really pay attention to me. You know, they didn't have to pay attention, but it, you know, I, I kind of felt like, Oh, yeah, I, 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 you know, they. I had to figure everything out, else, uh, out myself, where to get a glass of water, where to hang my coat, where to put my laptop, how to connect to the Wi-Fi. And most of that I had to do myself. So that was OK. And then the person who spoke before me, she was amazing. The <laughs> word that keeps coming in my head is a firecracker. She was a ball of energy but she also had this amazing way of engaging the audience and when the audience asked the question she was immediately able to figure out what the real question was and answer it in a way that made the whole audience feel amazing so my presentation was going to be after hers and i had 45 minutes well she went maybe 20 minutes over time Mm -hmm. so I was already nervous, like, oh, how am I going to get my message across when I saw my time decreasing? And I was right before the end of the program that day. So there was no way for me to uh, go on any longer. So I saw my, you know, at the time I was allotted getting shorter and shorter. And I just saw this woman. And in my mind, I was like, I can never match this. I can never be as good as she is. So sure enough, my, you know, my 45 minute presentation was only 20 minutes and I did not do a good job. I did not feel confident. It did not go well. And afterwards I was very, very upset. I decided, you know, this was in New York. I'm just gonna walk around New York. A walk in New York always cheers you up. And for an hour, I just went over it in my head. What did I do wrong? How could I've been so stupid to let you know myself be so influenced by everything going on around me? After an hour, I was like, I've got to stop thinking. So I bought a nice piece of chocolate. It was sunny day. A sunny day. I sat down at Pershing Square, which is this, you know this big square where they have tables, and I had my chocolate. Chocolate is the answer to everything. (laughs) And I sat down, I was eating my chocolate and this older man comes up and says, do you want to hear a joke? And I was taken aback and I said, yes. And so for one and a half hour, he sat at the table with me and he told me one joke after another and he told me (laughs) about his life. And oh, I was just after that one and a half hours, I was just so happy and I was in such a good mood. And suddenly, he was an angel. He was an angel. It. And literally, the sun started shining brighter. And I was able to look at my whole experience of that morning. And I was able to realize, you know, what had gone wrong. I had let everything around me, you know, get into my head. The, the, the fact that this woman was such an amazing speaker, it, I just. Let it get to my head and I realized it's not, I'm not a failure. It's just things went wrong. You know, this this gentleman telling me jokes for and entertaining me for one and a half hours was able to lift me out of my ugh, my, my 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 sad mood and put me outside and look at the whole experience. And I realized a few things. The first thing I realized is that you know what, just the fact that you got invited to this event. That Mm. is quite, you know, that was quite an accomplishment. And the things that went wrong doesn't mean that I'm a failure. It's, you know, things went wrong. And I realized that I'm letting external things, which I can choose to let me influence, or I can choose to not let me influence. So that was a big lesson. So I realized that, um, you know, looking at the good things, and looking at the bad things and taking learn learning from both of those things, that was really helpful for me. So what I did on the train home, I wrote everything down. I look at this the next time I have a presentation. I take five minutes to look at this and and I add on to this. Um, but and you have to look at the good things and you have to look at the bad things and learn from those bad things. So really, the bad things aren't so bad. They, they were really a learning experience. And for me, the learning experience that I led external things where I have mm. a choice to let them get to me or not. And mm. um, that's been a big learning experience for me. But I keep on having to remind myself by reading this little blurb that I wrote on the train and adding on to this.
0: Oh my God. I love what you did. So there's a one thing that I could easily see happening in the mind of those who are listening now, in case you've been in that situation where you've been through that disappointment, the lesson is not that there was this bless his heart, this man who was there next to you to cheer you up. It's not that this man has made the change. However, what changed was the fact that you realized that your mood is actually a choice. Yes. Well, it's a choice. It's just that because you've seen how a shift can happen in the same day when the events did not change, you still had a ha- a crappy experience. Yep. But it, what changed was your choice to look at it. And yeah. this is, it's all about choice at the end of the day for sure. Yeah. And there's one, one thing that one of my mentors told me is, uh, you cannot change, if you can't change your environment, you can change how you decide to look at it or to, to deal with it.
1: Absolutely. So yeah, it's
0: it's really powerful. And yeah. I love that you shared the story. It's so inspiring. And since then, you've just been using this to help you through decep- deceptions? Or is there anything else you think that was helpful? Or was that it for you? Or is there anything you'd like to add to that experience in what you learned from it?
1: Well, I just, learned, like, you know, you changing perspectives, like taking mm-hmm. yourself out of this, this perspective and, and, and looking at it from a different perspective. And when you look at it from a different perspective, mm-hmm. suddenly you see all the opportunities, all the, the, the good things. I, I was talking to my friend and I said, oh, ever since this, this event, you know, so many good things have happened. I have mm-hmm. all these network opportunities. And, and my friend said, is that because of this event? And I realized, no, it's because I'm looking, I'm choosing the things to focus on and I'm choosing to focus on the good things and the bad things are there, but I don't dwell on them. Mm -hmm. I I learn from them and then I discard them. I love it. It's all about mindset. Everything is about mindset. Totally. And
0: I'm going to use your coaching skills here to ask you if you could help us with like a question we could ask ourselves to change that perspective. What question can we ask ourselves to make that change?
1: Ooh, what question can we ask ourselves?
0: Um, this is a surprise question. I didn't ask you this, right? <laughs> but I yeah, know you- <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> um, well, in this situation, one thing that I asked myself is, what was the real disappointment? Mm. You know, the disappointment was that oh, I did such a bad job. Um, you know, I let the outside influence me, but the real disappointment was that I had gone in there thinking this is going to be my big break as of, you know, today, all this business is going to come my way. And when I realized that that was the real disappointment, it wasn't my big break. Okay. I know there are going to be other opportunities. Um, So when I realized what was causing this disappointment you know, that there was this disconnect between the way I went in, this is going to be my big break, and the way I went out, like, oh, it wasn't my big break, I did a terrible job. And when I realized that that was my disappointment, and that was what I was focusing on, I realized, well, that doesn't help me to focus on that. I've had this one opportunity, I had other opportunities lined up. So all right, didn't work this time, learn from it. Um, So really getting in touch with why am I feeling? What is really causing this feeling? Mm, understanding
0: um, the root of it.
1: Yeah. And that helped me look at the situation differently. And of course, you know, having a piece of chocolate and, and you know, having left for one and a half hours gave me the possibility to get up and move perspectives mm-hmm yeah so if i summarize what
0: you're saying let's say the first question as you said is what is it why am i feeling disappointed yeah and then how what are the things i can look at that can help me change my perspective what are the other things i can celebrate instead from this disappointment um and i love that you actually decided to write it down as well this is such a smart idea
1: how did that help you I, at first I thought, oh, this is such an experience. I'm never f- going to forget this.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but then I realized I am going to forget this. I'm going to forget the details. And I wanted to write down the transformation journey. So I wanted to write down how I was feeling. Yuck. I was feeling sad. I wanted to, like, I wanted to document the feelings um, so that the next time I was going into a similar situation, I could relive the journey again, retravel the journey. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very important to have this written down so um so my mind wouldn't change any details.
0: I love it. I highly recommend that. Documenting our journey is the best thing we can do. And I'm like you will thank yourself down the road. And this is why I also think, you know, writing journaling, like you said. But yeah. also taking pictures and even videos, yeah. and down the road is I'm looking at pictures and videos, and I'm actually looking at myself aging, which I love. <laughs> <laughs> I just find it amazing. But um it, it's so amazing to be able to to see the journey that you've been through. Like when you look back at just yourself, Annette, a year ago, and Annette today, what is the difference?
1: You know, it's weird. Um, i I'm, I'm so focused on these Dutch American. Uh, intercultural connections it's hard to imagine I was doing something else a year ago (laughs) that's very hard to imagine because it's become so natural it's 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 what I do it's hard to realize that I was ever searching for something to do I was in doubt that was this really the right thing it's just become such a natural part. And it's so important to be reminded that, no, this is not natural. This isn't how it's always been. It's so important to look back at this journey Mm -hmm. and realize how far you've come and and to celebrate that. Yeah, to celebrate it. And it's, in your mind, it's like, of course, I've been doing this all along. I guess the mind has a weird way. So it's uh, to me, it's very important to document it and see and celebrate the successes because you forget about that, you completely forget about that. But it's so important. So love it. It's just amazing,
0: and it wasn't easy. And I think it's also, and that's why I love that you came with this suggestion. It's not just remembering, documenting the celebrations, but also the pain. I've been. Yeah on your journey and looking at how much you had to stretch how painful some days were it was like some days were tough oh yeah. and you still push through and this is just amazing and I think that's the prize that you gain when you push through that
1: pain exactly exactly but like you said it's very important to remember that this didn't just happen mm. um, you know it, it, you I had to work for it and that's very yeah. important to remember yeah this was work and that i find that very motivating oh so inspiring there's one more
0: little thing if we have the time to cover real quick although it could be a big topic but i know by experience there is the rejections that can be really tough and make people just give up and you didn't give up you could have given up and say i suck this is my first big speaking engagement i suck i'm just gonna give up and you showed us how you did not give up but i know that before even people get to experience rejection I see a lot of people who actually anticipate rejection and therefore get discouraged before even they try, mm-hmm. which we give the example before with just the idea of starting this new business and pivoting a business, but also approaching people. The typical example and that I see a lot is, for example, when I tell to my client to go approach somebody to offer them to speak and have the feeling that you're actually begging them for favor when you're actually bringing value and- Yeah. And that's something that I know comes as well from a fear of rejection, because you're afraid that they would say no. So I know that you had a similar experience. Can you tell us real briefly about that and how you experienced it and what shifted for you?
1: Yeah, yeah. I thought that the only way for me to get business was through this person. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you helped me see that no, you're adding value. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that my conversations with this, this organization, they changed. And mm-hmm. um, when, when, at first I would go in, you know, like, oh, please give me business. Oh, please help me find customers. But then when I came in with the mindset, like, hey, I can offer added value to your clients, I can make you more successful. When I came in with that mindset, the conversations completely changed and the relationship changed. And they were like, yeah, what can we do? Oh, let's, let's organize this and let's do that together. Oh, and let me introduce you to this person. And it was completely in my head. And the way I spoke, it was, was completely different from begging, please help me to, Hey, let's work together. You know, we can, we can make each other more valuable to our clients.
0: I love that so much. I think this is such a huge shift that you made. And you could see it in your energy and your body language, how it just made a huge difference. And the response was
1: just as big as as the change you made. Exactly. It used to go from me contacting them to them contacting me. Isn't that happening, right? Yeah. Which Isn't that which, cool? And Yeah. <laughs> it's it that was an amazing amazing experience and transformation i
0: love it so Nation, i know that so many of you must think that way like approach people from a place of oh i need them instead of saying i'm bringing value and this is how i'm bringing value and it's all in your head and annette has done that has shifted all the scenarios and the narrative in her head to be where she is today and this is why i believe in marketing but the way we approach these strategies is as important as the strategy itself. And I love that you shared with us these
1: amazing stories. Thanks yeah. for doing that. it's So inspiring to see you on your journey. Thank you for letting me share it. And, and like I said, you are such a big part of my journey. Such an important, important part. Oh, thank you so much, Annette. So tell yeah.
0: me, tell us all, what is the next step for you now? Before we say goodbye, I want to know what are you working on next and what are those Next thing, what are you most excited that's coming up? Well,
1: this week I am recording three podcasts. Yes. <laughs> and I have one that's ready. I have one I need to edit. And so this week I'm recording three podcasts. And so my big thing is getting those podcasts out and, and helping people understand um, what a difference it can make by by looking at these intercultural differences and and using them to your advantage um so that's the big thing and meanwhile um yeah coaching a few dutch expats who are moving to the us or who are currently in the us um and coaching them and that is so much fun it's you know um it's it, those are such wonderful conversations and and seeing you know what you're saying is seeing the shift in their thinking Mm. and and seeing the shift in their energy and realizing how being dutch can be an advantage yeah turning that into an advantage i love that idea
0: too wow i'm so happy for you this is so amazing to see blossom and and fulfilling what you do and do that thing that was just like a dream right when you started Mm. was like what do you dream? What is yeah. your dream? And now you're living the dream. So I'm so happy for
1: you. Exactly. Well, thank you. And
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so
1: good. So tell us where's the best place to see to find you? I can be found on my website, which is Dutch. AmericanConnection.com. And that's all one word. Yeah. So Nomad Nation, I hope that this episode has helped you.
0: Thank you again, Annette. It's been amazing. And thank you for willing to share so vulnerably your story with us and being so transparent and authentic with us. It means a lot.
1: Thank you for this opportunity. And thank you for guiding me along my journey. My true pleasure. Nomad
0: Nation, I can't wait to see you in the next episode. In the meantime, go to tandemnomass.com slash 254 where you'll find all the information about Annette. Stay tuned to turn your challenges into great opportunities.